Podcasting from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. This is the weekly podcast called The Rendezvous. Your hosts are Lance and Kenny, a nerdy gay couple exploring current events, social justice, atheism, mental and physical health, humanism, politics, gaming, spirituality, religion, and a whole lot of other nerdy stuff. Both Lance and Kenny are graduates from the University of Massachusetts with bachelor's degrees, both with honors. Lance has an MS in health education and is currently working on a master's in marriage and family therapy, while Kenny completed courses towards a master's of social work, but later switched gears and is now working on a master's degree in software engineering. Now, let's get this show brewing. Welcome back to the Rendezvous. This is your host, Lance. And Kenny. We are excited to be talking this week about a few subjects. One of them is not exciting. One of them is actually really sad. And we're going to kick off with the shootings in New Zealand. So I'm sure by now everybody has heard about the 50 people that were killed in two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. And... Rather than focusing on what everybody's talking about in the news, I want to talk about something that a lot of us plain folk are talking about and not so much the media. New Zealand handled this crisis better than we have. So well. And how many, like we've had how many school shootings? Just recently we've had. Too many. And rather than its parliament sending its thoughts and prayers to people, because those are super effective. Very effective. You know, those are always really helpful when people are dead. And New Zealand handled this the right way. New Zealand actually did something. They acted. They saw a problem and they acted. And assault weapons will no longer be available in New Zealand. And the best part, in order to prevent people from stockpiling, they actually had an immediate effect law that prevented people from being able to go and stockpile the weapons. Mm -hmm. And then their prime minister, who I did not know was as cool as she is, completely stood up for Muslim people, went to meet with like the people that were alive and injured, and she wore a hijab. Mm -hmm. Interesting note about um, the prime minister. She is a former Mormon, which I did not know until today. Lance dug up some of that wonderful information. Yeah, she is a Mormon and left the Mormon Church because of the Mormon Church's stance on LGBT people, which makes her even more awesome. Right? That's that's amazing, and and that to me is a person of faith that takes their faith seriously. And they're like, this this does not represent me and what I believe. Like to be able to step away from that is pretty amazing. So within this horrible Islamophobic sort of culture that our president has helped prop up and homie this white nationalist guy decided that he would write this 
I can't remember. It was like disturbingly long manifesto. Mm-hmm. It was like 70 something pages. Am I right? Summer. It was a stupid amount that this guy wrote and credited Trump for a lot of like making him think about things and look at things differently. And this is what happens. And everyone's like, oh, it's just talk. It's just real. He's being real. He's you're misunderstanding him. No, this kind of we should have a Muslim ban in the country. That's where this leads. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, going back to that, back to the prime minister of New Zealand, one thing that I can respect about her, besides the fact that she said in, I think it was like three days time. Yeah. I think it was like the third day she, and I could be wrong, but I feel like it was the third day. She announced that, um, that these semi-automatic firearms were going to be banned. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was just so quickly and yeah. she did it. She was just so strong and, and, and that's not something that we have here. No. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I might've dreamed this. I don't think I dreamed this. <laughs> I'm going to look this up really quick though. But I think I remember reading that New Zealand actually deported um, someone who was celebrating the, uh, the the shootings in New Zealand. They 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 actually deported them for for celebrating that. I'm huh. gonna look that up though. I'm gonna look it up right now and then I'll let you know if that's fact. <laughs> so one of the stories I, I I will have links and multiple links. I don't use all of these links, but they kind of inform what we talk about and how we talk about things. And one of the links that I'm going to share about this, well, the main link that I want to share about this, and I'll probably have a couple others before I put this up, but there's a article from USA Today, and the headline alone made me really happy. And it said, New Zealand ends a week of grief with action and embrace of Muslim community after shootings. So I have a good thing and a bad thing with this headline. One, I love that they point out the fact that there was action. There weren't thoughts and prayers. There wasn't a bunch of arguing about this. There weren't, but my Second Amendment rights, which obviously is an American thing, but there was none of this outcry that they're taking away my guns. Like These people genuinely understand that some things are not needed in order to be a safe gun owner. Um, I, I support people being able to have guns. I don't have one myself, but I do See, believe uh, there need is, to be limitations. Okay, yes, yes, absolutely. There need to be lim- limitations. I... I just don't see a point for guns other than like hunting, if that's your thing. I just don't see a point in guns for protection. Um, but you and I recently talked about getting a gun for we did. when we're out hiking. Yes, we did. So, hey, hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you don't agree with guns for safety, but literally the conversation we had was about getting a gun for when we're out hiking and camping and stuff because we do encounter wildlife and the noise alone has proven to be effective even if you're not shooting it. So there's there are re- I don't I don't think people are wrong for owning guns. I I don't have a problem with it. I have a problem with the culture we've built up around them. I lived in a country where guns were allowed but there wasn't this culture that we have. Like you, you just didn't. <laughs> so we live in New Mexico and New Mexico is a very sort of libertarian minded state in that as long as you're not hurting somebody, you do what you want. This is 
That would be Kenny making noise. In the background. Oops, I'm still looking this up. I don't, I think I might have combined a couple of stories together in my head over mm-hmm. the past like two days. So ignore what I said <laughs> about the uh, the deportation. There was I know that there was a guy from the United uh, um, UA United Arab, Arab Emirates, Emirates uh, that was being deported for um, celebrating the mosque shooting. Yeah, which is is crazy, That's right? Backward. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I know that's true. I just saw that. That's all I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe, was, yeah, yeah. I mean, your brain just remembered it wrong. Stop doing that. <laughs> Talk about the prime minister. She talks back. I know, right? So that's the primary thing that I want to talk about with New Zealand. Um, however, it brings a larger thing. So go ahead. Uh, can we go back to guns, though? So. I I just believe that there are certain guns that there is no reason for there's us to have. There's absolutely no reason. Like, there's no reason that we should have any sort of semi-automatic rifle. I mean, that's that's stupid. Assault weapons do not, they're not needed for hunting. They're not needed for self-protection. Like, there's, there's just absolutely no reason to have a lot of these weapons. I mean, I've seen some, so we have a lot of gun shows here in New Mexico. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. And a lot of these gun shows advertise pretty blatantly that you can pretty much get anything you want. There are a lot of loopholes. There are a lot of loopholes. And that is one of the things that I hope our current state administration will try and work on something at the state level that we can do. I don't know if that's even possible because of federal rules, but yeah, there are, there are a lot of loopholes with purchasing guns that are strictly related to gun shows, right? Which is really disturbing. It is. Um, moving away from guns, uh, so the other part of the story was the nation kind of gathering and rallying around the the Muslim community there, Muslim. I seriously just did an interview with the rogue Muslim. I could say it the whole time almost without saying it wrong, and then I say it wrong. Um, they rallied around the Muslim community in New Zealand, and it, as much as, <laughs> as much as I'm not big on, um, dogma, I guess, I don't understand how people can hate another person because of the religion that they belong to, um, mm. Like when we moved here, we had the attack on the Islamic community here, and I went to a march and a rally in support of the Islamic community. And that was my first time realizing how mm, prejudiced, I guess, bigoted a good chunk of the LGBT community is. Because a lot, not a lot, not all, but a lot of cis white gay men were really not understanding of why I would involve myself in a community that they see as hating us. And this goes back to the good old American concept of stereotyping everybody. I've had Muslim friends since college. I like I know there are Muslims that don't believe that I will make it to their heaven. One, because I'm not a Muslim. Two, because I'm gay. Neither of those matter to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not trying to hurt me. They've never tried to, like, do anything in this community. Why does it matter what they believe? Like, just don't put it on me. 
that's that's the only time it's ever a problem. That's the only time that religion yeah. is ever really a problem is when people start to a lot of I think a lot of the times people uh these groups think of it as like they're protecting themselves. Yep. Like they have to have this law written. Otherwise it's going to right. um like their beliefs are are, are in jeopardy and, well, and our president he did it. So they have to have these laws, and that's why they push for these laws. Yeah, this mu- Muslim ban, which I always say Muslim ban because it's what they say in the news, but this Muslim ban that he tried to push through got rejected how many times? Three times? Something like that. Yeah, it really is a fear of the unknown. It is. And it's and it's not just that, as my beautiful setup segue is going to show. It's not just that they... They focus on things that they don't understand. They focus on things that threaten their idea of God, of God's plan, of all these things that they claim are quote-unquote biblical. I just did air quotes as if... You did air... No, you did bunny ears. Double bunny ears. (laughs) Double bunny ears. Double bunnies. I did air quotes as if the microphone could record that for me. But they, they say that these things are found in the Bible, but... You know, they talk about, like, there people need to be in, like, legal marriages between a cis-hetero male and a cis-hetero female. And my, my mind is just sort of blown by the people looking at it this way. None of this is spelled out in the Bible. Ninety percent of these people also have never read the Bible from cover to cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, my mom, for example, she, uh, I mean, she's always been in the church. She grew up in the church. And I have never seen my mom read the Bible. Right. So, I mean, and and she's not even one of those people who can, like, quote the Bible. Like, my mom's not right. – she literally does not know much about the Bible. I think she, she knows, like, your the mom, main stories. Yeah. And your mom kind of strikes me as a Jesus fan. Oh, she's a Jesus freak. I wouldn't even say freak. She's a fan. Like, she's – I don't even think she cares about Christianity as much as she cares about Jesus. Hmm. Like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Kind of how I see it. Like your mom is not connected to a church. Mm-hmm. Your mom has like left institutional Christianity and she's a Jesus fan. Yeah. She do she she does does love her homie. She she does. <laughs> she thinks he's white, but that's a whole different yeah. story. <laughs> And he's got these beautiful blue eyes. And blonde hair. And blonde hair. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody that was in Palestine at that time were really white and really blonde mm-hmm. and really blue-eyed. Yep. Makes total sense. I mean, genetics, man. But moving on to even scarier things than uh, your mom being a Jesus fan. So, Which is not scary. That's not scary. No, that's not scary. You can be fans of Jesus. Yeah, as long as you understand Jesus' teachings correctly, which I give your mom credit. She gets it, but mom, don't listen to this. (laughs) I don't think that she really practices. Like, I think she tries to, but... So it's like the the meme, oh, I'll post the meme too, the meme that I put up, Mm -hmm. where they're sitting and reading the things in the Bible, like take care of the poor and all that. My grandma, like, my my grandma, she, uh, she like gave me a big heart on that today. Did she? Yeah. Which is really weird because she's she's like super Christian. Well, yeah, but see, then again, there are people that, like your grandma 
I'm sure she has her opinions on me a big, and you. A big part of it is that these conservative people depend on uh, – and I think we're going to end up getting sidetracked uh, – like what? Fox no. News. Like it's this oh, whole – like they, they depend – conservative yeah. um, people tend to watch these things like Fox yeah. News and it's just like poison for the mind. And I know that for a fact that my mom watches Fox News because that's what my dad watches. Right. And uh, my dad tried, and it's definitely warped my dad's mind. My dad tried to like get the balance between Fox and CNN. He was trying to watch both, mm-hmm. and he actually couldn't take Fox. It's like it's. And my dad's not like a. He's not. He's not even registered as a Democrat. He's mm-hmm. a an quote unquote. Un, I did it again. Unregistered. Double bunny ears. Unregistered person in uh, Massachusetts, and. My, my dad likes to think he's more centrist than he is. I think my dad is way more liberal and progressive than he's, I think he realizes. He's evolved a lot over the past 15 years. Yeah, he has. He's, he's evolved a lot. He's also become more interested in politics since, like... He's never been conservative. No. But he's never no. been, like, a super liberal. He's never been involved in politics. And now he he's all about, like, now, equality like, and things like that. And he makes sure my mom votes. He makes sure he votes. He pushes, like, family to vote. Like, he's very interested in this stuff that previously he was never interested in. And I honestly mm-hmm. think it's because of us. Mm-hmm. I think he looks to protect us. I think he wants to make sure mm-hmm. Zach, my nephew, has, like, a good future. I think these things have become reality for him. And he's like, well, shit, I got to do something. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way he's handled it. And I think that sort of brought out his political side my mom previously when she was a teenager was super anti-vietnam like super anti-vietnam and thankfully nobody that will listen to this will yell at my mom for this but (laughs) she actually snuck away a few times and like took bus trips to protests and stuff Mm. and like that was news to me my parents have never been politically active for as long as i can remember so i think now my dad just sits and swears at the TV because Trump absolutely irritates mm-hmm. the the living shit out of him. But I think now the reality is if they don't do something, we're at risk. And that kind of leads into the second part of my conversation. Okay, but really quick, by oh the way, God. the Mueller report out today. Go get it. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, no, it's not out today. But it did it go released. to – it was released today to bar. So hopefully uh, the world gets a nice little yeah. – Go um, read the discussions update. about like everything that's going on though, because Barr's handling this better than I thought he would. Me too. I'm concerned. I don't know what to expect. Another. But I did read Barr's letter that he sent to I think the the com- the committees, Congress yeah. or the Senate or committees or something. He sent he sent the letter out and telling everyone that um, the investigation is wrapped up and. He's going to try to be as transparent as possible, and he's like still like meeting with Rosenstein and Mueller, and I don't know. It's like a, it was a really good yeah. letter, and he's trying to actually follow like Pro- not just rules and laws, but he wants to follow the, um, the protocol from precedent. Even, pro, yeah, precedent, precedent, not protocol, precedent. Yeah, he wants to like follow what is kind of the norm and how this has been handled in the past. I didn't expect that. I kind of I figured he would come out of the gate and be like, sorry. <laughs> right. Because he's got some pretty stiff views that yeah. he's made known. Yeah, unfortunately. But, so, we'll see. 
who knows what we're going to get from that. But I also know State District of New York is ready and waiting in the wings for post uh, Mueller time. Once that comes post out, time. once that happens, someone's car alarm is going off and it's driving me crazy. Oh, that was I just said Mueller time. No, listen. Oh, I know. I, that, I was making it funny. It was terrible. <laughs> so. Sticking to the Trump topic after somehow getting to Trump from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, Trump had a big role to play in New Zealand, so it makes perfect sense. This person needs to get their car alarm figured out. I bet they can't even hear. I hope not. No. We can hear the car alarm. You guys can't hear the car alarm. I'm guessing. It's driving me bonkers. Um, So what I wanted to talk about is something that's becoming more and more obvious. And we've warned, we warned this leading up to the elections about um, the anti-transgender and anti-LGBT plus community and like rights under Trump. I have a little story that I'm going to jump in and and share. Um, So when Trump was first being, uh, when the whole election was, was, the process of the election was happening and my dad, who I mentioned earlier is staunch, you know, Fox, Fox, uh, Fox fan, and carries his has his gun and all of this fun stuff. Um, he has an assault rifle. He has an assault rifle that he's he never does, shot because he's afraid of he's it. He's afraid to shoot it. He's he's told us that he's never shot it. He's afraid to shoot it, but he's got this assault rifle because for if safety. He needs, if he needs to pre- protect himself, like he knows what to do. Mind you, he has never shot this gun. Ever. He knows what to do, but he's afraid no, to shoot it. No, no, my dad hasn't shot a gun since he was in the military right. in like the seventies. Right, he was so in the Marines. The, yeah, the Marines. So he probably has no idea what to do with this gun. Oh God! No. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> like he's got this assault rifle that's in this like, and granted, like your you know your shit should be locked up right. and it should be like you know safe and put away. And his is, it's in this nice pretty case, this like steel case with like locks on it and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, all right, so you're gonna protect yourself with this massive assault rifle. He'll just hit him with the case. And like you're you're gonna be like, hold on. <laughs> Let's just like put the brakes on for one second because I need to protect myself. So I'm going to go right over here. I'm going to pull out this massive case from underneath my bed. I'm going to get my key and open it up. I'm going to grab my gun. I will be right back. (laughs) I've had this thought for years when people talk about needing guns for safety. And they're like, but I lock them up. So imagine you're getting robbed in the middle of the night. And you'll be like, oh, hey, hold. Let me go find my keys. Yeah, yeah. Not saying don't lock your guns. Lock your guns up. Lock your guns up. But, like, I don't think people consider the fact that when something happens, A, you're not thinking clearly. You're in fight-or-flight right. response. Yep. So you're going to forget where you put the key, unless you're smart and you put the key somewhere safe, mm-hmm. but somewhere where you're not going to be like, where the hell did I put that key? Yeah. I'm Half the time, I can't even remember where we put our safe, our movable safe. Yeah. And it's right under the bed. So uh, Great. Now everyone's going to come and get all of our goods. That we took out because it got damp and <laughs> had mold growing on my passport. Can't go anywhere now. Um, where were we? Oh, my story. Really quick. My story, oh, yeah. and then we'll jump back into this. So uh, Trump was being elected, and I had a huge, massive blowout with my dad. My mom votes according to my dad. My mom does not get politics. She's not well-informed. She she votes, votes uh, based on what she reads on um, – Facebook, yep. which is terrible, 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 terrible. Um, 
and she, uh, based on what she hears from Fox News, because that's what she watches, because my dad watches it, and then, of course, she ultimately ends up voting based on what my dad tells her. Uh, so I had this huge blowout with my dad telling him that Trump was going to, he's going to come for our protections. Like, he's going to come for our, our protections, and yep. if I lose my marriage or over some, because of you, like, voting right. for Trump, I will never, ever forgive you. We had a huge blowout, and oh, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. There was no reason for no one to think that it wasn't going to happen. The, uh, oh, well, there was that one time that he held up that flag and upside said, down. the gays love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There the was gays. that one time, so. The gays. That, that, that one time that, that Trump assured us. And told us that he would be better for, quote-unquote, the gays than mm-hmm. Hillary. Yeah. Because Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Past. We're going to run out of time. Yeah, we are. We're already at like 20 minutes. So I wanted to talk about all the the crap that's happened since Trump has come into office. And I will try and make this as brief as possible because it's a really long list. I doubt I'll get through anything. Um, But I want to talk about some of the big things recently. So the National Center for Transgender Equality actually has a whole list called the Discrimination Administration. And they track some of the bigger offenses against or anti-transgender and anti-LGBT actions that this administration has done. And the most recent they have, there have been more recently, uh, including Trump's extra attack on, hey, trans people shouldn't be in the military that got shot down again, again after being held up and then just was shot down again by a federal judge, which... I don't remember seeing anything about him tantruming about this. Hopefully he gave up. Yeah, please. He does not strike me as the give up kind. But the the list includes like November, which is when they erased all that guidance that kind of told managers how to support transgender federal workers and mm-hmm. keep their rights in place and just all these things that make perfect sense. Totally removed the the wording from from all of their their. Uh, this is a this is also a common theme with uh, this administration. Yeah. Well, the first day that they took over, they erased. They like, erase. They erase us, whole groups of people yep. from their websites. Their websites. Yep. Which is <laughs> disturbing. And everyone's like, "You're overreacting." No, I'm not overreacting. We. Will and Grace just had a really good episode about this. and Oh, that was good. It was a really good episode, and it's because Will talks about just being so tired from fighting that he had no fight left in him. And I stopped and thought, and I was like, oh, my God, I literally have been in this fight since I was, like, 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, and uh, 16. So 17? For those of you out of the loop, uh, Will's... Dad, mom is Will's married. Will's mom is married to Grace's, Grace's dad. dad. Grace's dad made a comment to Grace. Oh, it's because of the blood transfusion. Yeah, he, he was, was going to get have. a blood transfusion, and, and Will a, was a match. Yeah, and said so he said he, uh, Grace's dad said he didn't want Will's blood because Will's gay. Yep. And Will didn't want to fight Grace's dad. Yeah. Because he said exactly what Lance said. I've been fighting this forever and sometimes i'm just tired and i don't want to fight and grace was upset that he wasn't fighting and then his mom got upset and his mom actually stood up to her husband and really went after him and they kind of hit him that you you do you do get tired we all get Mm -hmm. tired like i know people in the black lives matter movement are exhausted 
I know people in the LGBT movement are exhausted. I know the Muslim community is beyond exhausted as I mean, well. If I if I fought every person that said anything, you know, about like if I fought every person that called me a fag, I would be exhausted. Right. Like I can't fight all the time. And I'm tired all the time just from all the crap that goes on and you do start to feel helpless mm-hmm. and kind of like what can I do? And when that happens, that's, and I, I kind of wish they had hit on this a little bit, that, like, you need to remember to take care of yourself in these things. Mm-hmm. And all of this that, like, I mean, these are stupid things, but these are things that add up. Like, re- they sent out a directive to um, to grant broad religious exemptions to federal contractors, which means they could discriminate against LGBT people. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of this seems stupid, but it's it adds up. And it when your government puts things like this out there, and like Attorney Jeff Sessions ruled that the federal government would no longer recognize gang violence or domestic violence as grounds for asylum, adopting a legal interpretation that could lead to rejecting most LGBT asylum seekers. These things are real and threatening to LGBT people, not even just in this country, but around the world. A lot of people even before we became actual, like, progressive in our, our fight mm-hmm. for gay rights, a lot of people came here because you wouldn't necessarily be murdered for being right. gay. It's happened too many times, but it's safer than a lot of countries. Far safer. Yeah. Far safer. Even living in the South, I didn't feel under threat as much. Mm-hmm. I was under threat more than a few times. Drove in Alabama accidentally. Made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was in the middle of nowhere. It was like a KKK bar, and I like just thought it was a bar and had to pee. It was a terrible experience. They have KKK bars? Oh, yeah. KKK bars. KKK bars. And it's like pictures of grandmasters and like the local well, people. Well, that's ridiculous. I don't know if it's Hopefully that does. bar is burned down. And if not, someone go take care of that bar. Nice. Here we go. We're going to be on the FBI watch list. That's another thing. My God, they've now added people that like black people that are actually fighting for black rights to this list of like people to watch. Project No. Oh, oh, um I just saw that. Um uh oh crap, what was that called? I can't think of what the name of that list was. But yeah, I I um Yep. But this this whole Trump administration with LGBT rights and more, I mean, so much more, is just like they've either done these like guidelines or they've removed things. Mm -hmm. They've got like all these actions that they've done, like kicking people off of Medicaid and food stamps. Come on. Uh, uh, Not letting uh, gay parents adopt children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thinking that's okay. It's just insane. When multiple but studies... It, come on, is there anything really ab- about this administration that is sane? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, targeting reproductive rights, um, harming sexual assault survivors. On September 7th, 2017, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos announced she would withdraw historic guidance on schools and universities' responsibilities to address sexual assault and sexual harassment. They replaced those guidelines with what's being called flawed and dangerous interim guidance 
tipping the scales against student survivors seeking protection on campus. And the the uh, trans equality uh, website talks about how this is particularly dangerous for transgender students because 47% of transgender adults in the U.S. were sexual assault survivors. Mm. 47%. Wait a minute. You're telling me that these transgender people who go into the bathrooms, they're, like, really only there to go and use the bathroom? Right, right. That's insane. And, you know, the people that are accusing them of wanting to assault people in the bathroom are the ones assaulting them. Okay, because if... Okay, for one, if you want to assault someone, there are far easier ways to do it than dress up as, as like, uh, just put on something to make yourself look like the sex of the, you know, the, the, the gender of the person that you're going, the bathroom that you're going into. Right. To just sexually assault someone. Right. There are far easier ways to go about yeah. sexually assaulting someone. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. Not that I know personally, but. <laughs> Better not know personally. <laughs> like, why would someone go through that? And why put yourself in a situation that can be just as scary and humiliating for you? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not right. an easy situation Absolutely. to be put in. Absolutely. Even though you feel more comfortable, it's still scary. Mm-hmm. This stuff is frightening. I don't get it. I do not get it. But the administration, and I'll, I'll post the list, like, there are tons of things. Like, we're not overreacting. This is real. This is scary. This is a scary time. We were making amazing progress under a former president who, when elected, did not actually support LGBT rights as much. Right. He so changed his mind. I did find the um, the group that you were talking about. Oh, um, yeah. The FBI is grouping unconnected black people under the label Black Identity Extremists yes. for surveillance and investigation, despite the fact that no such group exists. Right. And... Um, it's it's a threat. Doing this, it's a threat to black activists um, because now people are just getting into a group that doesn't even exist. Well, how dare you be and a being surveyed of color. and yeah, surveyed, Sur- no. serve, Surve- They're Sur- under surveillance. Sur- surveillance, but isn't there like a... spied on? We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it just. And you know what? We'll put we'll put a link. Um, Lots of links. Yeah, we'll put some links down so that you guys can all check out this. Um, I'll actually put up so the um, uh, what are they called? Uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State. I'll put up. They have a whole thing on it called Reversal of Fortune. LGBTQ rights in America were on the upswing, and then Donald Trump got elected president. Like this isn't in our heads. This isn't us overreacting. We've seen this coming. I, I screamed, yelled, till I was blue in the face, mm-hmm. and people just thought we were we were upset because our person didn't get elected, and that had nothing to do with it. No, I don't want a Republican president. I've never seen a Republican that I like that has run or been president. Mm-hmm. But that's not the reason that I did not want Trump to be elected. This second i started to see his policy development which still development what development (laughs) does not exist like he literally does things to get his base white evangelicals mostly men to stand behind him and he does these things because he knows it's what they want and he knows if he does it they will stand behind him 
he's changed his entire persona in order to be an evangelical figure. Until well, he can sign Bibles. Yeah, well, he's bros with uh, the Fowl guy yeah. in, um, at Liberty University in Virginia, who's like the largest evangelical university in the, the world. world. Okay, yeah, the world. The I world. thought it might have been the country, but I also thought it might have been the world. It was the country, and then it became the biggest in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's it's massive. I mean, And by the way, we have been to, um, to that, uh, what's the name of the place that Liberty's in? Lynchburg? Lynchburg. Lynchburg, Virginia. We lived Uh, right outside. We lived right outside Lynchburg, Virginia. We were there for a year. Worst mistake. Biggest mistake. It was... And I'm sure there are lovely people there. and I'm sure it's it's beautiful. They have a big LGBT community. Absolutely beautiful. But because of Liberty University being there and it being um, an evangelical university... And that's not that's not me saying that that's what it no, is. That's, that's them saying that yeah, that's, that's what they are. Yeah, that's their advertisement. They are a true Christian university. Evangelical Christian, yeah. Um, it's 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 a little weird. It's uh it's, it's like a, a different weird. planet. Yeah. They have like a moral. Co- so most schools, most Christian schools, uh, Brigham Young has one. The one Gordon Gordon Conwell, I think, is the name mm-hmm. of it in Massachusetts. Another conservative Christian one. They all have these codes that not just – so every school has codes they expect you mm-hmm. to abide by. When you go or even when you work, at, um, I know Liberty does it. Uh, the one that I tried to go to um, in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. the other crazy Christian school oh, run um, by a crazy man himself. They're all crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't think of it. They all have codes that you have to sign and agree to. Luckily, the school that I went to was not as clear cut as some of the others. Liberty like, is very strict and very. And like their code that you sign as a student, I'm pretty sure. Like, I know BYU does this. They have like you can't have premarital sex. There's no drinking. They're like, it's pretty blatant that they are. Near fundamentalist, if not fundamentalist. I mean, I see them as fundamentalist. And honestly, Liberty should not even be getting. <laughs> you know what? That's a that's a whole different whole different. <laughs> they should not be getting um, federal funding for no. They should anything. They they don't <laughs> teach like their their sciences are not taught from a science science point. perspective. They're taught like creationism, and it's just it's a train wreck. Like, they're more grounded in the Bible. Yeah, let me rephrase that. They're more grounded in Falwell's view of the Bible than they are in the social sciences. It's just, it's a nightmare. Schools, I don't know. I have a I have an issue with schools that, that don't follow a standard curriculum getting federal funding. That's a whole different fight. That's for a different day. We're all over the place today. Hey, welcome to a podcast. <laughs> uh, so, moving in the same direction, so we can eventually get to a happy point. Uh, Project Blitz was something that I've been dying to talk about. Project Blitz terrifies me, and it sounds really alarmist, and like I'm trying to set this up for clickbait. But uh, seriously, Project Blitz is a horrifying thing that a Christian nationalist movement. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get like anti-equality, really fundamentalist sort of Christian views established in states. 
and they're going after lawmakers, hardcore. Like millions of dollars are being spent. Tens of millions of dollars are being spent on this. So this is new to me. I haven't. I just a lot of people don't know this. Heard about this when you started talking about this recently to me, uh, with me. Um, I've been following this for a few years. So are they <laughs> lobbyists? Are they like lobbying? Oh, there are lawmakers. Everything. And they're from what I read. Correct me if I'm wrong. But they want to start from. Um, from the ground level yep. and work their way up to bigger bills. Yes. So they want to make like these like small incremental changes yep. and enact these small laws that In over states. time will set them up right. to put bigger laws and, yep. and laws that make these, these greater changes into effect. And now there's – how many are there? There's what? Uh, three categories that they're working under. They have three legislation categories. One is legislation regarding our country's religious heritage. Bills such as the mandatory display of In God We Trust in school classrooms, as well as bills that mandate Bible instruction in public schools, which Trump recently made a comment about. Yeah. Terrifying. This is one thing uh, my mom, my mom on Facebook, she shares. Uh, I really hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> She's going to listen to you. You're going to be in so much trouble. My mom... Shares a lot of... And you know she's going to listen to this. Do you think she will? You're her son. Of course she's going to. Okay. So she said... Ma, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> she shares like a ton of like Facebook memes and things like that. And a lot of them are, uh, you know, uh, Christian oriented. And my mom's a big fan of putting uh, prayer back into schools. And But why? This, this is my thing. Like, they, I feel like they want to put these laws into place... And make make these things acceptable because they feel that they're being threatened. Their oh, way, absolutely. Their, their beliefs are being threatened. Where as what they could do is be like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to give everyone ten minutes or whatever at this time of the day to do their own like so spirituality. This is the thing. Uh, tend to their own spirituality. A lot of schools have clubs that do this. Yeah. They meet generally a little before school. They do prayer. They do Bible study. Mm -hmm. They do all this and at school, but it's in a club, and it's for people that want to join. And that's that's exactly how it should be. There's no one saying that that no one can't practice their right. religion at school. It cannot be mandated. But you can't force it on someone else, and that's what I don't think that that my mom is getting. Well, so a lot of Christians, especially on the right, especially a lot of evangelical Christians, always see themselves as victims because they're they're not allowed to force their beliefs on other people. Therefore, they're a victim. And mm. if you if you look at everything they complain about, it's because we don't want them to force it on people. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to forcefully convert our children. The ironic part of this whole thing is that they're also the same people that will say. That we um, we LGBT people are trying to recruit their children and them into being gay people. Ironic part of this, this is actually mentioned on a podcast. That I, I can only handle to. so many gay people, so let's keep it <laughs> let's keep it to a minimum. Right, <laughs> not uh, my plan. Uh, the podcast that I was listening to brought this up. Uh, Atheist nomads. They were talking about. Um, this girl, so this school, I think Kentucky, I don't remember where it was, I don't care, 
not the point of the story. But the point of the story is the school let the LGBT club, they got it approved, put up um, LGBT flags around the school. This girl is mad because it offended her religious rights. So she printed out, made signs with Bible verses, basically to save the souls of her fellow students and hung them underneath the flags. Mm. She got in trouble, not because they were Bible verses, for two reasons. She attacked fellow students, right? and she hung something without approval. Mm-hmm. She was never chastised for being But Christian. I'm sure to her and to uh, her conservative family and friends and supporters, Oh, it was national. It was, she's it, being attacked. Oh, yeah. Like, her... And she was only placed on in-school suspension. Mm-hmm. And now it's become this big thing that they're under attack and... Christians are are just being completely and utterly subjugated and like it, none of this is real and I don't even believe that these people believe it but it's a way to be dramatic and get people to pay attention to their story but um the that category 1 going from the religious heritage the <laughs> even if the bill doesn't pass it can still quote provide the basis to shore up later support for other governmental entities to support religious displays. Now, imagine if this were a Muslim organization trying to do the same thing. They would be in absolute panic that our country was under attack, being infiltrated, we're all going to die, and they're going to murder everybody that doesn't convert. But because it's Christians, oh, it's okay, it's cool. Right. You know what? Let's go back to uh, Project Blitz. Well, I mean, I was, not not back to Project I'm Blitz. Talking about that. But the um, like their actual purpose on their website. I'm gonna read it just so everyone can kind of get an idea. Ooh, you went to their website. I know, I know, I know. You gave um, them traffic. To protect to protect the free exercise of traditional Judeo-Christian religious values and beliefs in the public square, and to reclaim and properly define the narrative which supports su- such beliefs. I just I would like to know when they lost claim to the narrative of they, just, they never had a, so this is this is the myth. What are they reclaiming? Well, so their belief is that this country was built as a with a Judeo-Christian foundation, which in their minds to them doesn't mean Jews and Christians. It means Christians that use the Old and New Testament. Right, and this is this is a, a thing that I'm really familiar with um, because I'm from the South, the Southeast, and so Christian there does not in like these rural towns, it doesn't really include Catholics, Catholics, um, Jews, non-evangelicals. Right, it's usually like New Testament, Old Testament. That's what I grew up as knowing yep. Christians as were, you know, just like the Baptists. Um, Anybody that's evangelical that agrees, right? But like, not, not Catholics really, like, don't count. Mormons don't count. Mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses don't count. Like a lot of these people are not considered Christian, despite being Christian, right? And then they use this Judeo-Christian phrase to sound inclusive, but to them, and the only reason why they support Israel is because Jews have to convert to Judaism for the um, end times. Mm. That's the only reason. Wait, what? In order for, like, 
the end times to come about. By the way, guys, things. I am not like a big religious person. So neither of us are. I love religion. Lance, I love studying religion. Yeah, like I don't love religion. Right. Lance is I like tried. big <laughs> into religion and and that sort of thing. So a lot of what I learn about religion, I learn from Lance. So if I don't know something, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> so what was I saying? Uh, the end times. Oh and... yeah. So they the belief is that during the end times, in order for the Messiah to come. The Israel and their way of thinking, Israel, which the the Jewish people will start to convert. They'll become Christians. What? Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, and it's it's this weird idea, and that's why they support Israel. That's why they stand headfast behind Israel, because in order for things to go as planned, which is Kind of mind-blowing to me. If this is the plan, if this is what you believe is going to happen, why do you have to help it? Hmm. If this was laid out in the Bible, why do you have I to help am. it along? Just like sit back, enjoy the ride. Like, <laughs> let these things occur. Like, I don't understand the point of helping this along. Like, what are you getting out of this? So, whatever. Um, but the, their other categories were resolutions and proclamations recognizing the importance of religious history and freedom. They, again, they have this belief that the United States is a Christian nation. It's not. Most, the majority of our founders were deist, which means that they believe the universe was created and God was like, peace, and left it. And it runs on the laws that were created. That was their belief. They don't believe in a, they don't believe in supernatural acts. They don't believe in like God intervening in things. They don't believe that you can pray to fix something. I don't believe any of that. And that was the basis of beliefs for the majority of the founding fathers of the United States. This um, uh, this use of God in everything is new. It only started in the 1950s. Right. And it's just... It was is... a fear thing. It was because they wanted to secure that America was not a communist mm-hmm. country. It was this Red Scare, Cold War crap. And in order to set things up, and things went so well in America during that time, we complained a lot about Russia and the way it treated people. McCarthy went after, like, blacklisted people constantly. Like, he had people that were never allowed to act again, like, just destroyed careers, people, families, everything, just because he suspected that they were communists. And that thinking continues today. My mm-hmm. father, still. You mentioned communism, and my father turns into frickin' Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the only time I'm like, where does this come from? My dad's all about, like, Black Lives Matter, but you bring up communism, and he's like, what? But, but the thing is, again, I'm not going to talk about it because we'll get sidetracked, but people confuse, people don't really understand communism. Like, the whole communism equates to socialism thing. Right. Like, they don't understand this no. in, in there, but different different story, different yeah. day. That's actually something we should we talk about. We should talk about that. Because communism and socialism is not one thing. You know what? Next week, guys, we're going to talk about communism and soci- socialism. <laughs> so the third category that they had were religious liberty protection legislation. That is such a misuse of the word religious liberty. They're not ensuring religious liberty for everybody. They're ensuring religious liberty for themselves. But I think that's what they mean as everyone, because they're the only ones who count. (laughs) 
So they got it right. They nailed it. Uh, it's just uh, they like they're they're trying to force agencies into not allowing same-sex couples to foster or adopt. Like they're they're doing a lot of work in Which, the states. By the way, is terrible because there've been studies that have shown right, right. But besides, like they're hurting children, right? They're hurting these children from having homes and families and getting them out of the system mm-hmm. and giving them an opportunity. And mind you, the studies have been done on LGBT parents have been phenomenal. We're damn good parents. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. <laughs> but LGBT people in general are good parents. Mm-hmm. And the studies have continually showed this. There have never been an issue that came up. Right. If we have kids, they are going to be older kids. They're going to what? Be older kids. Oh, yeah. 13 and above. Well, no. I could do a little younger. I could do like... Eleven? Eight? I, I can do, do eight. eight. Eight and older. Okay. Anything under eight gets too into, like, things that I can't handle. Okay. There can be no poop for me no to clean. Poop. No. Although, let me tell you, that kid pukes on me, we're going to have a house full of puke. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so this In God We Trust thing, this is the last thing I'm going to say. This is, what I, this is what I was trying to get to. This In God We Trust thing is not... An American, it's not historical. There's no historical precedent for this. There's no mention. A lot of this stuff was developed in the 50s. This is, said. again, like this is how things are. It's, it's their way of spinning it. Right. Like, even though some of the founding fathers weren't like Christian right. um, and they might have been deist, they still believed in God. Right. So because they believed in God, then they must be Christian. Right. So let's put in God we trust. And I mean, it's really how things are played these days. And, you know, the, and Guardian, for a long time. the Guardian, who is not a great newspaper generally, eh, that's not true. We'll get away from that. I won't criticize them. I don't just always read them. Um, in June of 2018, they actually did an article on Project Blitz. And the headline piece is, since Donald Trump became president, right-wing groups are helping flood state legislatures with bills that promote hardline Christian conservative views. That was a UK newspaper, mind you, talking about this. So there's that. We're like, People have been talking about this. It's been going on. They, these three categories, protection for professionals and individuals, like they're they're just they're trying to make it so that they can discriminate against LGBT people and people that aren't Christian, plain and simple. So getting away from Christian nationalism and moving towards something a little more fun. Kenny and I are gamer nerds. We're gamer nerds. We're actually just ga- we're we're nerds in general. We're nerds in general. We're, we're we're nerds. You'll learn if you listen to the podcast long enough. We're big nerds. It's getting dark. I'm that is random. It's- it's so dark you can't see the microphone. Like, it's five thirty. It's not that dark. So, we're gamer nerds, and we have started playing a new game. When did it come out? Uh, it came out February twenty second. February twenty something was twenty fifth. I think it might have been February twenty fifth was the actual release day. But they did have like beta before, and then they had early access for um, for those who pre-ordered and things like that. So we're playing Anthem. I love Anthem. It's definitely got some issues. And we tend to, when we play video games, we tend to like dive into a video game and then we just like binge on it for like a year or two years. And and before this, it was Destiny. Yep. 
And I still play Destiny. And I still play Destiny. Um, and we play we played a lot of video games, but right now we're playing Anthem. So uh, it's a whole new concept for video games. It is. How much time do we have left? We have. I mean, we'll hit an hour in like seven minutes. Okay. Uh, yeah, six minutes. We can go over now. Okay. So as long as we're not at like. I the, what I like the most about Anthem is that. Um, the whole gameplay, the the style of fighting, and you, you're flying through the air and stuff. But the game was released with a ton of bugs, and the community is not happy. People are upset. People are asking for refunds. The developers are really trying to do as much as they can, and they're doing it really quickly. And they're doing a really good job. Like they they are fixing problems. They're the gameplay is solid. Gameplay solid. I think the story the, needs more. The core of it is is perfect. Right. Uh, the, the game mechanics, all of that stuff it is, is beautiful. It's fun. It's beautiful. Um, and how how would you explain Anthem to you? Play a so they're we're called freelancers, and we're basically like the people that go out and we do things for people. We do things that are dangerous. So outside of the walls. If anybody watches Game of Thrones beyond the wall type of deal where there's like scary shit outside the wall, um, that's exactly what Anthem is. You leave mm -hmm. the, the safety of the Tarsus mm -hmm. and like this place is deadly. So we go out and we go on, we do missions for people. We help rescue people. We make sure people can do research and stuff and we sort of protect them. And we, so we don't have classes. We have javelins, javelins, which are like uh, like robot suits. Think uh, think like Voltron, except you can't form like this big, cool, yeah. awesome robot with a bunch of like cats. But you get into this sort of suit that's like. And yes, now you all know that I'm 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 40 I didn't years even old. think about that. It was I know, such I know. a normal. So everyone's thing gonna be like Voltron. Who? What's Voltron? Everyone will be googling. Um, but you get into this suit, and you've got four. Four different types of suits you can use. One's called the Storm, which is more like the magic-based, the Ranger, which I played, and Kenny didn't believe me it was fun to play, now that's all he played. I like playing the Ranger. And that one's more of like a soldier type. Soldier type, yeah. I think it's a good way of putting it. And then you've got the Colossus, which is the tanky type. Right. So, oh, what's the other one? Oh, Interceptor. Interceptor, which is like the I ninja rogue, like got some blades, some ninja stars. Goes crazy, has a lot of fun, goes on murder yeah. sprees. But it's it's a really cool game because it's not the normal MMO sort of setup where you've got a healer, a tank, and two DPS. Yeah. It's more of like you can go in and you could have a full team of storms and there's just like right. there are clouds of doom being shot down from all over the place and each one has its specialization. There are issues. There are a lot of issues, which I think I think we're going to save this and talk about this Maybe like next week we can like this can be a multi-week conversation. Okay. This game isn't going because away Anthem. Anything, so. I think uh, we're running out of time, and we could talk about that for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I so mean, and I don't want to just like bombard and like spit no. stuff out. But I want people to kind of understand the yeah. game, and like we we love this game. Love the game. It, uh, if I, you look it up, you're going to see a probably a a lot of negative reviews. Good amount of there negative are, there reviews. are a lot of bugs, but. Uh, the devs are working really hard and they're pushing out all these major updates to like fix everything. And people are like, oh, I, the game was in development for like six years. Right. So that's the biggest issue that people have had. But the, the, game was in development. the main developer died. The main developer died two years uh, two years ago. Yeah. So 
And then they, they had to get, like, you know, obviously a new developer. And then who knows, like, if... How the team went right. after that. Like, so, there's been a lot of things. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because there are... We're, we talked about each of us having something to discuss each week. And games are a big thing for us. Games it's not always thing. going to be games, mm-hmm. but this is a big thing for us. And Kenny's in school, as he mentioned the last time, to be a software engineer. So it kind of all makes sense in the mm-hmm. long run. It's a great stress reliever for me. Right. It's also a good source of stress for me sometimes, too. Mm. If I die a lot, I get really angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys don't want to play with Lance when he's dying. If I die a lot, I'm just really mad. And I'm swearing at the TV, and it's not pretty. But this is something that we will talk about, and we will talk about this over the next few weeks. But get to know the game. Look it up. It's actually a lot of fun, and we'll give our opinions probably next week more in-depth. We'll devote a good... Yeah, they're, they're actually doing a... Um, a big patch is going to be released on... Uh, oh, most most right. likely, I think it will be probably on Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I think that's when the patch will be released. And it's yeah. supposed to introduce a lot of new features, fix a lot of the bugs. And like I said, the game just came out February like 25th, right. and the devs are really working hard to turn it around. And it wasn't the best release ever. It wasn't and the smoothest. If you look it up and you see the negative reviews... Yeah, you'll, you'll understand. Keep in mind, too, that this game was built from scratch. Like, this is a whole... They, they actually... This is a whole new IPO for them. Like, this mm-hmm. is big. Yeah. This was this was a big project. This was a whole fresh start, and they're doing things that have never been done. Like the flying in this game is incredible. The, the flying really really adds like this whole new element to games. And it's not just to get from place to place. Like you have to fly yeah. during fights. Yeah, and it's not like I don't know how to explain it because like you know I, everyone's seen like people flying in video games. It's like woo, you're flying in a video game. Like that's nothing new flying right. in video games, but. The way that Anthem, how it's such an integral part of, like, the play style. Right. The storm actually depends on flying. Like, I have to stay in the air to kill things. And it's so, like, it's fast-paced. Yes, it is. Oh, my God, it's crazy. It really makes, like, combat um, way more fast-paced than a lot of other games. And it makes it going back to some of the games we've played really hard. Because they they seem slow. Like, we both play Overwatch, and there's a new character. I was so so excited for Baptiste. Mm-hmm. So I switch over the one of the nights when you Which by the bed. way is is did we figure out is he from from Haiti? Yeah, he is from Haiti. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. He's Haitian. It's all like a lot of his lines are in Haitian mm-hmm. Creole, which I love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. But and that's something I give Blizzard a lot of credit for is they with the way that they um incorporate like Culture. Cultures. Culture. Not just countries. Not just like, hey, we've got this like yeah. brown kid from Haiti. Right. <laughs> or like, hey, we've got this like... They did do that, though, with um, Lucio for a long time. Oh, yeah. B- b- because they always incorporate... We're going on a different... Like, we're getting sidetracked Welcome again. to our world. But like in Overwatch, uh, all the new characters, they always get these uh, these voice lines and things. And they're usually in their native tongue. Like, they have voice lines in their native tongue, which is really cool. They've got French, Arabic, German, Swiss German, Chinese. Uh, Chinese. Mandarin. Uh, where is Brigida from? Brigida is Swedish. Swedish. Uh, so she's got Swedish lines. Now, Lucio has Lucio's Portuguese. Portuguese. 
from which Brazil. He did not have for a long no, time. No, no. He just sounded like People a black demanded, American yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, he just sounded like a black black American Which American he is dude black. He's he's a black Brazilian guy. Really cute. And now they've got Baptiste, who Baptiste is Haitian. Haitian. Oh, they've got um, a Mexican girl that speaks Spanish. Oh, Sombra. Yep. Just awesome. But I'm on fuego. <laughs> Catch me and you'll get burned. And you, it's kind of funny because you listen and then you have to know. And then you start picking up phrases and you can start repeating things. And it sort of leaks into mm-hmm. how we speak. Like watching Letterkenny leaked into how I oh. talk. Oh, you guys need to watch Letterkenny. We'll talk about that <laughs> Yeah, too. we'll talk about Okay, we're going to have to wrap this yeah. up. So next week we'll talk about a little more about Anthem. Not a lot. We'll talk a little more about – we'll give pieces. pieces. Oh, Maybe by then the patch will be out. We can talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. That's why I mentioned the patch because. Follow me. And Follow then me. We'll talk about some shows that we watch too. Yeah, but our main topic next week. Let's do the socialism communism. Okay. And we, we can talk about like a uh, Green New Deal. Ooh, God, look at you. Bam! I'm kind of impressed. Guess who's back in the house? So our main theme next week will be socialism and communism. We'll talk. Probably a little bit about Anthem. We will... We'll do something fun at the end. Yeah. We'll try and stay within an hour and a half range. We'll try to stay in an hour. <laughs> an hour and a half of the absolute Hour most. and a half will be the most. Like, that's where I want to be. My ADD will kick in. I get random and it gets bad. I can sidetrack myself with one word. So, next week, socialism, communism, a little on Anthem, and a little on some of the stuff that we watched. We're super excited. It's coming Green back Green New out. Deal! Oh, there's a lot of new shows coming out. Oh, no wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, and uh, maybe we can give like a final farewell to Supernatural soon oh, because that's shut up. being canceled. Shut <laughs> up. We're not having Not canceled. That. I don't think it's being canceled. No, I think they're ending. ending it. Yeah. It's like 15 years. 15 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Oh, sad. But we will see you next week. And we're actually, as soon as we finish this, as soon as I hit the stop button, we're going to set up and record our intro and outro so you guys have like... A nearly professional podcast so we will see you next week and we will actually get a little more and a little more active on social media kenny possibly we'll see no there's no possibly we have to <laughs> we will see you guys next week have a good week thanks for listening to the rendezvous with kenny and lance if you like our show and want to know more check out our facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the rendezvous T-H-E-R-E-N-D-E-Z-B-R-E-W, The Rendezvous. Our Twitter handle is at The Rendezvous, and you can email us at rendezvous at protonmail.com, or please leave us a review on Facebook and the podcasting app that you currently listen to us on. Join us each Friday as we explore a multitude of topics, issues, concerns, controversies, and other random shit. We'll see you then.